This is Leslie Kerrigan, and you are listening to From Nothing to Profit. Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Hello, guys. We are so excited to have Leslie Kerrigan with us today. As you can hear, she is great on the podcast already. She does her own podcast, and she is the founder of Seniorology, which has a great Instagram account, and uh, I think you do um, conventions and that type of thing. And so we'd love to hear more about you and your uh, history in senior photography, Leslie. Yeah, thanks for having me. And yeah, so I started senior photography in my own personal business, Leslie Kerrigan Photography, gosh, uh, probably about nine or 10 years ago. And right around the same time, I was trying to find information and learn about senior photography. Um, and I wasn't really finding what I was looking for. So I created Seniorology to help other people as I learned. So I kind of used it as a, a learning platform for myself, but also to share what I've learned with others because I thought, well, maybe they need to learn as well. So I started Seniorology and it started out as just a blog that interviewed other photographers and shared inspiration from other photographers. And then it quickly grew into in-person workshops. And then that grew into what we have now, which is a conference once a year called Conference 12. Yeah, that looks really fun. And and where's and where's the conference at? So the conference is in a different city every year. And this year it's in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I've, I've been to Nashville for a bunch of conferences. It's a really like conference friendly city. I really it's like a it a great, lot. Yeah. It's a great city. It's not too far from me. Um, but you know, we actually had conference 12 in Denver, which was one of our most popular ones. So Denver was a great place too. Yeah. I think I, that's where I grew up. I don't live there anymore, but yeah, Denver's so centrally located. And sometimes yeah. I think it's just forgotten about as like a major Midwest city, you know? Yeah. Um, but it seems like it's pretty easy to get in and out of Denver for a lot, for people from both coasts and stuff like that. So that makes sense that it's was probably one of the more of the popular ones. So yeah. and, you, and, and then you guys have guest speakers. Yeah, we have there 12, full 12 speakers. The conference twelve since twelve is the year you know the twelfth year in school. They're seniors, so then the conference that's why it's called conference twelve. And then we have twelve different senior photography speakers who teach 12 different classes. So it's kind of a well-rounded, you get education from a lot of different people with a lot of different styles and, and, you know, backgrounds and stuff like that. Yeah, I've been watching your release. I always find it fun to see how you kind of trickle out who all your speakers are. So (laughs) yeah, we have fun. But then you also do senior photography yourself as well, right? Yes, yes. So I have my own personal um, senior photography business. I um, really, that's all I shoot. I mean, every now and then I'll shoot some other things, but the majority of my business is high school seniors. In fact, just last night we had our class of 2020 model informational meeting here at my house. So I'm kind of recovering from that today. <laughs> I, I saw you had really cute cookies with your uh, yeah. um, logo or is it, was it your monogram on it? Yeah, it was the logo. Um, yeah. Okay. So Leslie Kerrigan photography. So it just said LKP across the front. So, and they were actually really yummy. We've actually had um, 
prettier cookies before that didn't taste so good, like shaped like cameras and they were so pretty, but then they didn't taste good. So I went with the tasting good route last night. <laughs> That's fun. That's really fun. Um, so uh, you can answer our question. We have a list of questions that we like to ask and you can answer them from both what you know about the whole industry or from your business personally. We would love to hear any, okay. any sort of expertise. So, sure. okay. So Matt, where are we going now? So let's let's just talk about like what's working now. So when you when you think of what's working now in the senior portrait market, what what comes to mind, Leslie? Well, for me personally in my personal photography business, really showcasing an experience and you know, going back to what I did last night, the model program, those things are working really well for me personally. I know that across the country, it really varies depending on your market. So I've learned through seniorology and through you know, meeting a bunch of different photographers all over the country that the senior market is different depending on where you live. So, you know, it may be more popular as in it's been around for a while, sort of on the West Coast where they have to hire a photographer in order to have a photo in the yearbook. But for me, it's kind of a newer thing because here in the South, they don't get to put whatever photo they want in the yearbook. They have to go to the school appointed photographer and have the black drape kind of on the plain backdrop photo. So to have me in addition to that is sort of a newer phenomenon. So it's, you know, a little bit newer of an industry here, which I love because when I started, nobody even knew what senior photography was other than that traditional yearbook photo. So, um, you know, I, think it, I mean, you're, and you're saying nine, nine years ago, like there wasn't yeah. really a senior market for you. No, and you, you guys have had to kind of just build it. Yeah, I totally. What city are you in? So I'm located in Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. Um, okay. And again, everything in the South, I, I like to joke about this, but it's really true. Uh, all trends, no matter what they are, move from West to East, North to South. So we are absolutely the last people that do anything. <laughs> um, so yeah, so when I decided, hey, I think I want to do senior photography, there really wasn't a market for that in my area. People are like, what are you talking about? What, what's senior photography? Um, so I really had to create sort of a reason why anyone would hire me after they already had the yearbook photo taken. That's, that's so interesting. Like, yeah, because, you know, I feel like when people talk about senior photography, they talk about the way they just described it, the way you just described it. But you always just assume like, yeah, that was like 2,500 years ago. Right. But like you guys are still living it. Like you're still doing yeah. the super traditional yearbook pictures in South yeah. Carolina. And you're, and then this, the model program and this kind of lifestyle senior portrait stuff is kind of still new, which is yeah. really interesting. Yeah, totally. That's really neat. So now let's move on to the next question. Uh, Cause this, it, fits in perfectly. What is one thing that you are most fired up about in our industry today? Like what makes you really excited about what's what's happening? Oh my gosh. I mean, I love seeing how, to me, um, what started out as a little more posed portrait um, style was really big. And then now it's kind of going into more of a lifestyle um, style. Um, so I love seeing that uh, because I feel like, you know, it's great to get a few posed photos. Of course, 
especially here in the South where we're super traditional, parents love that, the smiling posed photo. But I think the girls and the seniors are really getting a little more excited about more of a fashion blogger lifestyle type photo where you see some movement and you see, you know, less um, perfectly posed photos. So I think that's exciting. I think the model program is always exciting because for me, it changes every year. You know, my program started out with only four girls that I had to beg to be a part of it. Now it's grown into, you know, I have over a hundred apply every year. So it's fun to see how that's changing as well. Those things get me excited. But then in the industry as whole as a whole, I really like to see the huge movement for education for high school senior photographers and the abundance of, you know, places to learn because I really feel I'm a strong believer in no one person has all the answers. So to be able to have choices of where you might learn about this business is exciting. That's really awesome. So let me let me kind of dig a little bit deeper because I've been in this conversation in my own head and maybe you can help me with it. So like mm-hmm. you're talking about how how it's the industry has changed a little bit and how the senior market has changed a little bit. How do you feel like social media has changed in the last couple of years or even in the last year? Have you seen any kind of big changes there? Well, I think social media is changing daily. So yeah, yes, definitely. I mean, you know, what was once a Facebook ruled world is now gone to hardly any high school senior is on Facebook anymore. And they're all on Instagram and Snapchat and all these other avenues for social media. So that in and of itself has changed. I think, you know, with photographers in general posting about all sorts of things from education to their own actual work has changed. I think I see a lot more of that, people branching into the education world and posting about that. So that's exciting. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those things when you're in a teen heavy industry, you got to keep up with all those trends. So, and of course it's, it's a little hard to keep up with every social media aspect. So I always say, pick one that you like the best that teens are using and really hone in on that one. So Instagram for me is that I don't really Snapchat because I feel like I can't dedicate myself to several channels. I, I feel like I can do one really well. So that's what I'm doing now, but you know, you have to be able to change if that then changes because you never know instagram may change just like facebook did i mean maybe teens will leave that sooner or later who knows yeah it's always it's definitely always a moving target that's for that's definitely for sure yeah okay so we'll jump right we'll jump into our lightning round real quick and Mm -hmm. these are just kind of questions that can that can kind of happen fast but at the same time if if we need to spend a few minutes really diving into them we we can because we got we got plenty of time Okay. So when you were first starting out, Leslie, what was holding you back from being a full-time photographer? Well, probably fear, which I think can hold us back from a lot of things. You know, would I get enough clients? Would I make enough money doing this? So fear holds us back from a lot of different things. I mean, still to this day, there are many ideas floating through my head, but I don't always go with them because maybe I'm scared that nobody will like that idea. But I think you have to just put yourself out there and really work your tail off to accomplish it if it's something you truly believe in and want to do. Um, so I just think overcoming that fear is one of those things that you just, you have to do in order to 
be successful. You can't, you can't do it halfway. You have to do it, you know, with all your intentions and, and your full attention so you can be successful. And was it just like fail of, I can't even speak about that. Was it <laughs> fail, fear of failure or was it like fail? I don't know. Like what, was there one particular part that you were, you were worried about or was it just general failure that you were worried about? Well, I mean, I think there's always a fear of failure. In fact, this week's seniorology podcast is all about fear of failure. Um, so I think in business, no matter what business you are, you are in, photography or whatever, there's always that fear that it might not work out. But I've done a, a ton of stuff that didn't really work out. I mean, I'll be honest. I've put workshops out there and gotten zero people signed up for it. I have, I tried a rep program that first year and really didn't get referrals out of it. I've done, I've done all of it. So I've failed a million times. So I think the thing that more than fail, fear of failure is to get back up and try again. So I just keep trying um, and keep putting things out there and hoping something sticks, to be honest. And how did you get into uh, photography? Did you go straight into it or were you doing something else before? Oh, no, I actually, um, so I went to college for uh, journalism. So uh-huh. um, I started my first sort of job, I guess, was um, in a hospital PR department. And then from there, I went to work at a paper company, which was headquartered in my hometown. Um, So I was like an inside salesperson, met my husband. We had cubicles across from each other. And then he wanted to go back and get his master's at Purdue, which was in Indiana. And at the time we were in South Carolina. So I went and, you know, we got married and we moved to Indiana and I worked in the events department of Purdue's Memorial Union. So I planned weddings and things like that at Purdue. And then from there, I actually started this crazy kind of how it all works out. But then from there, I started an invitation company. So it's kind of always in sort of the events planning. You know, I went from event planning to actually creating invitation for these events, uh, which was kind of my graphic design sort of interest. And then from then I had kids and I wanted photos of them. So I thought, well, I've always been interested in photography. I'd never taken a course or anything like that on it, but I started playing around with it, teaching myself. Um, So yeah, it's totally self-taught. I attended uh, one or two workshops back in the day that really gave me a foundation. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Nicole van, but that was one of the very first workshops I attended. And she really kind of gave me the foundation of even how to even take a photo, what exposure was and that sort of thing. And then I, you know, kind of dabbled in everything, just like a lot of people. So I took photos of kids, families, you know, newborns, weddings, whatever, and just kind of figured out that for me, I related better to high school seniors. I liked the fact that they wanted their photo taken as opposed to babies who maybe don't (laughs) or or husbands and families that don't want to be there at all. So that kind of started the ball rolling. And and again, it was not really done in my area and everything else was being done. Um, and I'm the kind of person that's like, okay, I want to, I don't really want to compete. So I want to make myself different enough. So I don't feel like I'm competing with all the other photographers. So that was seniors for me because a lot of people weren't doing it. So it just kind of fell into place from there. That's neat. It's always interesting to see how 
our life experiences can make us good photographers, even though we all come from such different backgrounds. So yeah, yeah absolutely. That's really neat. Hey, on that note, let's just take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey everyone. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You look at your calendar and notice you need clients now. So you do a little marketing and get some phone calls. You get busy helping those new clients. They schedule sessions, they place orders, and life is good. But once they're done, your calendar is empty again. The reason is you didn't have time to market while you were busy. Sometimes your business feels like a roller coaster. And let me tell you something, it is. And believe me, you're not alone. Photographers everywhere have the same problem. But I have some great news. Matt's business, Allison Ragsdale Photography, after years of trial and error, has cracked the code. It works so well, he's created a new class all about it. It's called Get Clients Now a dead, simple approach to getting photography clients. Everyone at From Nothing to Profit is excited to share this info with you because this system helped Matt and Allison book hundreds of clients this year at their studio. And the best part about this system is that it's simple to set up and it works while you're sleeping. No hard selling or creepy marketing. All you have to do is help your clients answer their most pressing questions. Clients love the system and say it is the number one reason they book with Matt and Allison. If you're interested in learning more about this system, go to photopodcast.co forward slash simple. Matt has created a short free video that introduces this system. If you like what you hear, podcaster listeners get an exclusive discount on the full class. So make sure you go to photopodcast.co forward slash simple and sign up for the free video. It will help you book more clients now and create the business you've always wanted. So here's a question. Matt added these in and it's funny because sometimes they stump people. But um, I think I think especially as someone who you you hold conferences, you do education, uh, you know what? So you could think of this as advice or as what you would do personally. Mm -hmm. Um, If you had a thousand dollars right now to spend on something that is photo related, what would you buy? Oh my God, a new camera. My camera is broken. Like legit. What do you shoot? <laughs> I mean, I hate to call out Nikon right now, but I'm about to because I have two mm-hmm. Nikon D750s and both of them are fairly new. Like literally one of them I just bought like within the last three months and they both do the exact same thing, which is I'm in the middle of a shoot and they all of a sudden just stop firing for no oh apparent goodness. reason. That's scary. I know. And I've like researched it and I've put it on, you know, my Facebook community and said, Hey, does anybody else have this problem? Um, I've sent it back into Nikon. Um, but the problem is, is you never know when it's going to happen. So it's kind of like a car with that noise that doesn't make the noise when you take it in. So I don't know what to do. So a camera, I don't, I don't even know which camera I would buy, but I need a camera that works. (laughs) And I want to clarify this. Like, I don't think you're giving, you know, our audience permission to just go buy another camera. Like you're like, I'm buying a camera because like my main tool is like, I feel like it's broken. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Listen, I had my Nikon D700 for years. I don't yeah. love to buy new equipment. I'm not an equipment junkie kind of person. I shoot with one body and one lens and that's it. So I don't want to have to go buy another one. And I never really wanted to upgrade from the 700 because I loved it so much, but it was so old. I was forced to. And the next option was the 750, uh, which is a great camera. I just can't figure out why. I mean, it'll go through most of the session working fine. And then it's like it gets tired. And just decides that, hey, I'm a little tired right now. And so it'll delay. And then you have to turn it off and turn it back on. And 
it just it's uncomfortable because the senior thinks you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, luckily <laughs> it is a senior and it's not something that can't be recreated. You know, like a wedding or whatever. Like, obviously, if it were a wedding, I'd be in trouble. Um, but it's just annoying and it's kind of embarrassing. So yeah. it's I'm forced to. I don't I don't want to spend the money on that. I'd like to spend it on something else. Right. <laughs> well, well, you, you, as a Nikon shooter, you know, I relate to that because, like, we all shot D seven hundreds for like it felt like yeah. a, like a century. But it was a great camera. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, so okay, so do you have advice on what I can do with the 750? <laughs> well, we, well, I don't because I don't shoot that camera. I mean, we shoot uh, D810s, and we haven't okay. had any, any problems with them at all. So, I mean, that's okay. Uh, so that's what I need to look at maybe that's next. My, that's my yeah. Advice you might need to look at go. So okay, yeah. I have someone that can give you some advice too. When we're done, oh. Leslie, I'll give you another name. Oh, too. please, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, I shoot Canon and um, I can't get anything in focus and I don't know what the problem it is. <laughs> so you have problems too, so it doesn't matter yeah, what you have. I know. I was like, I was thinking of switching over to Nikon, but mine, that's not a thousand dollar solution. No, I know, like right? And, and it really, it's not a thousand dollar solution for me either. It's more than a thousand, <laughs> but that's what I would put the money toward, I guess. Yes. And all my friends, sense. and not, I don't want to go to this camera talk, but it's kind of fun. Um, but a lot of my friends that switched uh, to Sony recently with their, Sony has like an eye autofocus where it detects the eye and makes the yeah. eye tack sharp every time. They uh-huh. absolutely love it. Um, we had Jeff Richardson on our podcast a couple yeah. months ago and he, and he switched to Sony and then switched back to Nikon because he hated it. Oh, but he's the funny. only person I've heard that's like really like couldn't handle it, you know? Okay. Well, yeah. that's something I, I can look into too. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are more people that don't like it uh, on Gary's uh, Gary boxes uh, inside the box that there's a lot of discussion on that. I don't follow it, but, but Jeff Richardson is the person I was going to suggest that you talk okay. to less. Okay. He's my camera guy that I always talk to. So cool. So, I, I, so we'll let me, I'll just you. follow up with the second part of this question, Kai, if you don't yeah. mind. So, yeah. so we give you that same $1,000, Leslie, but what, what would you be really reluctant or wouldn't want to buy it on because you'd feel like, you know, it may be in our industry, maybe people spend too much money on one certain thing. So this is more on the advice side. Yeah. I mean, I would say that people spend a lot of money on education, which I think is great because you should, but I think people should be a little more thoughtful in who they go learn from and why so that they pick the best for them. I mean, there's tons out there and what, what what works for one may not work for another. So be very smart about, you know, who you go learn from because you need to connect to that person and you need to like their style and you need to like their, you know, their process or whatever, or else it doesn't do you any good to learn from them. So I just, I think definitely spend it on education, but definitely make sure you're picking what works for you. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm exactly at that place in my life right now. Um, I, I mean, I just spoke at uh, PPA Idaho and it was yeah. great. And then it's like when I, you sit in so many conferences, like at some point you're like, okay, I need to be very self-aware of who yeah. I am. So I know mm-hmm. all these are ideas are great, but which ones can I actually apply to my business? You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I just, and a lot of education is super expensive and for good reason, I get it, but you know, you're, you're investing in your business. Just make sure you're investing in something that you personally um, can get something out of because nobody wants to attend something that they didn't, that was, you know, they didn't get anything out of. So whether it's, you know, 
something I put on or whether it's something any, somebody else puts on. I want you to find what is good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I totally agree. And I feel like two people will, um, you know, they're just trends. And so yeah. everyone does one thing and everyone does another and everyone does another. And I being yourself, figuring out what works for your own business, I mm-hmm. feel like is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So on that note, what is the best advice that you've ever received, Leslie? I think um, somebody told me that business was probably 90% of running your own photography business and taking photos was like 10%. So, and that's very, very true. There's so much more involved. Um, I think, you know, a lot of times people are either creative or they're business minded, but, it, but you have to be both for running a photography business because um, taking the photos is the creative side, but then there's, you know, the social media part, the taxes and the contracts and the, you know, workflow and the, all that stuff is business stuff. So if you can maybe go back to the education part, make sure you're learning a little bit of business as well as how to take a photo or, you know, styling for photos or lighting or things like that. You need both. So that to me is some really good advice. And it's helped me, it will just help you sustain your business longer than just being able to take good photos, I think. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. And luck, um, everyone gives me and Alice, my wife, Alice, and I a hard time because I'm so business-centered that mm-hmm. people are like, oh, we wish we just had a husband that could focus on the business so I could focus on shooting. And so I realized after all these years, like how lucky we are that yeah. we have two people in it for sure. Absolutely, because you guys can each do your own strength, but both of those things are needed in running your business. Yeah, for sure. So what is one personal habit that you think contributes to your success? I think that I am... I mean, it feels like I'm bragging here. I'm not, but I feel like I'm pretty organized when it comes to um, to-do lists and checking things off my to-do list and and being able to compartmentalize each aspect of my business. So, you know, I'm not working on seniorology and Leslie Kerrigan photography and Conference 12. I'm not going back and forth and back and forth within a day. I pretty much set aside days for each thing because otherwise I'd go crazy. So, um, and I think the way I handle my own personal clients from inquiry through the ordering session and beyond is pretty strategic and pretty set, which I think allows me not, again, not to be all over the place. I think I'm fairly good at just, you know, going through my workflow the same for every client. And I, I guess that kind of helps me because again, I'm not crazy all over the place. And and another thing I did for my business was I set specific And I didn't always do this. So when I started, I was at the mercy of my clients and I would take their calls anytime they called and I would say, when do you want to do your session? But then I changed to setting specific business hours, setting specific shoot dates and and really controlling that aspect. So it's not up to the client anymore. It's up to me. And I say, look, this is what I have. And they make it work if it works for them. And I think that helps too. And did you see a big dip in your business when you did that? Or like, I mean, there's obviously the fear that that's going to happen, but you know, did you feel like they just kind of got on board with it? Yeah. I think people just get on board with it. I mean, listen, you can't go to the bank except for between eight 30 and five. So you make it work. Don't you? I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's no different. I have a business and I, I think once I started, 
you know, I think in general, the process of starting a photography business in the beginning, you're not confident. You're not, you know, you're trying really hard. You just want anybody to book with you. So you make certain sacrifices and you do things just to get the business. And I did that. I mean, whether that's with pricing or whether that's with your hours or, or what have you, you just want to get started. And I think you have to do that. But I think over the years, you build confidence, you build clientele and you're building your business. So you can then sort of make it work for you. And I, I, you know, people just get on board. I mean, like I say, I can't go to the doctor's office except for set time. I can't go to the bank except for set times. And so it's, it's the way businesses run. You just make it work. Yeah, that's great. It's so funny because uh, when you've done it long enough and I, I'll sit down and talk to someone and they'll say, yeah, I'm, I'm working all the weekends. And I just think, what? Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> you, you work on the week. And the I have a, a girl who works for me who um, we've worked together for years. But when she was first starting to book for me, she's like, so, so what days do you want to shoot? And I said, well, I, I don't want to work Mondays. I really right. don't want to do Fridays. And maybe like Wednesdays. And I like to have Thursdays. And she's like, so Tuesdays <laughs> is the only day. I'm like, well, well, you that know works. what? That, if that's what you want to do, it's your business. I think you can totally do right. that. And I mean, yep, hey, I like. I don't work on the weekends either. I mean, there's a lot involved with what days I actually shoot um, with Mm -hmm. hair and makeup and things like that. I don't ever shoot on Saturdays because Mm -hmm. it's too hard to book hair and makeup because they're busy with weddings. So why waste my time? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think you just do what works for you and, and people will come. Yes, that's so true. So uh, we definitely want to hear about your internet resources, but do you have any other uh, internet resources that you would suggest to our listeners? I think there are a lot of things outside of the senior specific industry that people could learn from. I mean, I don't think you have to only learn in or use resources in senior photography. So my suggestion would be find find somebody that's really good in business, find somebody that's really good in marketing, um, you know, that may or may not be a senior photographer or heck, not a photographer at all. Um, so I would say that, I mean, um, you know, communities, Facebook communities that center around things that you're interested in, again, that may or may not be photography related, but also, you know, find some resources photography related as well. Yeah, that would be my advice, no matter where that comes from. Um, I think books are great, but getting outside your industry a little bit too can broaden your resources. So give us a couple, like just get, here's an opportunity for you to just kind of plug your own stuff. So you have a Facebook group. So plug that, yeah. plug, plug the website, do the conference, do the whole thing. Like here's your, here's your little, here's your moment to just let the world know what you guys are doing. So. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously I would love for anybody to learn from the resources that I have. But again, I also think that people should vary their resources. So I'm a big proponent in learning from lots of different places. But of course, if you want to learn from seniorology, you can be a part of the seniorology community, which is on Facebook. It's a private Facebook group. You can just search the seniorology community and send me a request to join. Um, seniorology.com is our main website. We have uh, Conference 12 is our big conference once a year, and it has its own website. 
and it's just conference and then the number 12.com. We are all over Instagram. So my personal photography is at Leslie Kerrigan Photo. Seniorology is at Seniorology and Conference 12 is at Conference 12 all spelled out. There's a million different ways to find us. <laughs> no, that's perfect because I know people listening to this are going to want to know about that. So I just thought that was a good fit for everyone just to know right then. So Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, you had mentioned that books were a good resource. Is there a book or two that you really recommend to people that you read in your career that you thought really helped you a lot? Um, I like, um, work party, um, by Jocelyn Johnson. Um, she has her, um, a community and a conference and stuff that brings in a bunch of people from all different. It's a, it's a woman focused, women focused conference. Um, but it brings in celebrities and, you know, all kinds of different people. So that's really good. And she wrote a book about that. And there's actually a book. I don't know if you guys have heard of um, a clothing website called nastygal.com. Um, but she mm-hmm. has a book about how she just started from nothing and grew this big online clothing company. Um, and I'm really into fashion. So that one I love. And then there's always uh, the Purple Cow is great to read how you can stand out in any industry. Um, so those are really good, I think. Hey, Kaya, that was amazing. She gave us a bunch of books and didn't mention the e-myth. So there's this joke, <laughs> Leslie, that like that maybe like the last like seven guests in a row that we've had on the podcast all said the e-myth was one of them, which is a really good book. But like, yeah. I was like, uh, nobody mentioned the e-myth again. Because it's not my favorite book. You haven't oh, really? read it, have you, Matt? What's that? Have, you haven't read it, have you? Yeah, I have. I read it. Oh. I read it. I read it a long time ago. Okay. And see, I haven't even heard of it, so I just wrote it. I have a sticky note on my computer that has books to look for that I haven't read yet, so I just added that one to it. But the other two I have written down, which I have not read, so I have no idea if they're good or not. But there's one called Marketing to Gins, yeah, and one called Insta Style. Cool. Ooh, that's cool. fun. So no personal recommendation, but they're on your list, maybe in the right. near future. Perfect. Absolutely. We also recommend Profit First. Uh, okay. That one is a great book. So Kaya I, didn't, Kaya, I didn't tell you this. So Alice and I started reading Clockwork, which is Mike McCallowitz's next book about time management. Uh-oh. It's like just as good oh as my gosh. Profit First. I've been... <laughs> His book, Pumpkin Plan, I'm in the midst of reading it right now. And I, it's hard because you know these things are going to work, but then you're like, ah, then I'm going to have to do them. So I'm not reading that time. <laughs> I don't want right. to manage my time anymore right now. Thank you very much, Matt. Right. Well, now you guys have given me a huge list that now I have to go read. I and I don't have Good. time for that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, and the thing is, every week, you know, we ask people what their books are. And so now our list is like out of control long. So I'm sure. Yeah, that's cool. funny. We should start a book club, oh. <laughs> a business book club for photographers. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so, Leslie, what is a final part, parting piece of guidance that you would want to give to our readers or listeners, not readers? <laughs> um, you know, I just want everybody out there to know that they can do it. Whatever it is they're trying to do, you can do it. And and everybody can. There's enough room for everybody to do whatever it is they want in this industry. And I know sometimes it may not feel like that, but I think that I just want everybody to know that whatever you're doing, um, either just in your own personal business or trying to do it even broader in the 
you know, the senior photography world. I think everybody has a place um, and you really can do it. And running a business can be hard. I mean, I think that's something we can all acknowledge. Um, but keep trying and keep working it and it takes time, but you can do, you can succeed in whatever you're trying to do. And, um, you know, senior photography is a great industry. Um, there's a whole lot of great people in this industry. And, um, I just think everybody, everybody can do whatever it is you're trying to do. So I just like to be a cheerleader for everybody, I guess. So (laughs) you can do it. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, thank you again, Leslie, for being on here. And we will have uh, in our show notes, we'll have links to all the great books and all of the ways that you can find Leslie online and uh, have a great day. Oh my gosh. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.